Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534. And that is ACDC with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a nice day today. Sunny and a high of 41. Kind of like yesterday. Tomorrow's even better. Mostly sunny, a high of 45. About 25 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Today, we're going to talk about art. Yeah, I know. But it's interesting because we're actually going to talk about AI and how it's affecting the entire art world. It's actually a fascinating topic, and we'll get to that with a uh, with an actual professor from the University of, uh, actually from the Art Institute of Chicago, Professor uh, Doug Rossman, will be joining us later on today. And we got other stuff too. It's not just that. We're not just going to talk about art. Got lots of stuff up our sleeve today. It's Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 551 and Def Leppard with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 43. More of the same for tomorrow. It is uh, 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Uh, Buckingham Palace announced yesterday that 75-year-old King Charles III has cancer. They didn't specify what type, but the prognosis is reportedly good, and it was caught very early. It's royal cancer. Yes, royal cancer. What What does that mean? Did you get like a treatment, a special treatment? Uh, I believe. Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's royal. Uh, it was discovered during his latest procedure for a benign enlarged prostate. Oh, is a that royal that pain was? in the ass? Is what that is. Hey, I see yeah. what you there. The palace says, "quote He remains wholly positive about his treatment and looks forward to returning to full public duty as soon as possible." What does he really do? I mean, other than talk to diplomats and well, he's got to sit on the throne all day. Well. That's probably because he's got this issue going on. Mm-hmm. He's got a hidden jewel up there. Uh, his his majesty his majesty has chosen to share his diagnosis to prevent speculation in the hope that it may assist public understanding for all those around the world who are affected by cancer. Yes, that's if you tell us what kind of cancer he has. Well, if they're telling you that uh, he's being treated after a prostate examination, and by the way. Yeah. Who gets to do that job? The king's prostate exam? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> That's it's a lucky jester. Like, no, no kidding. Uh, Prince Harry will be traveling to visit Bring his on the royal finger. Bring on the royal golden finger. Uh, where's <laughs> Sir Elton John for the procedure? <laughs> Uh, Prince Harry will be traveling to visit his father, but it's unlikely Meghan Markle and the kids will join because, you know, there's a little riff there. Yeah, well. Sources say this visit could force Harry and uh, Prince William into an uneasy truce. Okay, Dad's got cancer. It's time for us to pretend we like each other. (laughs) In case you're wondering, if Charles decides to step down due to illness, William is next in line. He's followed by a line of succession by the three kids. George, Charlotte, and Lewis. Harry is fifth in line. So he he got nothing going on. He knows he ain't getting that. No. Let's get to this. There's never a chance anyway. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, a list of uh, bizarre celebrity facts. Would you like to hear some? 
Would I? Yeah, Jack Black's mom helped create the system that saved the Apollo 13 crew. Did you know that? I think I did hear that once. Benedict Cumberbatch was once kidnapped in South Africa. I did not know that. Unfortunately, he was returned. Robert Pattinson was kicked out of an elite British private school for stealing and reselling porn magazines on campus. Now that I can respect. Christian Bale studied Tom Cruise in order to play Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Oh, I can see that. I can see that too. Paris Hilton's sex tape starts with a dedication to those lost in 9-11. That's what makes that such a special tape. Yeah, let's just say, uh, no, I'm not going to get into those jokes. Did they finish on camera and yeah. the guy says, thank you for your service? Well, yes, there was a collapse and an explosion, yeah, right, and, yeah. and then there was a dedication for 9-11. It was like a sucker punch to the head, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. Uh, Oprah Winfrey's name is actually Oprah, based on a biblical figure men- mentioned in the book of Ruth. Well, there you go. And I think uh, the, that Ruth, although I don't know her personally, also had a friend, Gail King, that would follow around uh, all, all over the place. Oh, yeah. Nicolas Cage was uh, convinced he was an alien as a child. He also believes he has memories of being in the womb. I'm convinced he is, too. He has memories of being in the womb? What's the remember? The lights, sh- the lights are out, nothing but muffled sound. It's very are you, uncomfortable. Are you sure that wasn't that three-day bender you went on in Las Vegas in that hotel room when you married that chick? It felt like you were in a womb, like you didn't no. know where you were. I think that was fiction. Nicholas, or uh, I'm sorry, Nicole Kidman is American. Did you know that? Uh, no. She was actually born in Hawaii to Australian parents, and then, of course, they moved to Australia. Ah, that, that changes things up completely. James Franco wrote uh, Lana Del Rey fan fiction that was never published. Because it stunk? Well, he doesn't, he's got, does, he's involved in a little bit of a, uh, a thing. He's, right he's a jerk. Now. He is a jerk. Yeah, he, big fat jerk. Apparently, he likes to uh, uh, assault uh, young theater students. Yeah, he's inappropriate. No wonder Lana didn't want to have anything to do with him. You know, that was too bad about him, because I thought he was a pretty good actor. He was in everything. Now he's in nothing. Well, because nobody wants... Who wants to hire a a, a touchy-feely guy? I don't. You know? I wouldn't. Once they find that out about you, you're done. You think uh, Bill Cosby's a... He was going to be in that movie Hugging. Even the Cosby kids don't talk to him. They don't want to talk to him. Why would you want to talk to him? The Rock's daughter, Ava, is getting death threats because The Rock is going to fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Cody Rhodes was originally supposed to fight Reigns, and people feel like The Rock stole his spot. You do realize this is all a scripted uh, thing, that they're very open about it being scripted. Come on, Steve. What do you think this is? The NFL? Yes. Actually, I think it's the same uh, regulation. Listen, The Rock is catching a lot of backlash because he's now a heel. See? Used to be the baby face, now he's the heel, and that uh, it's it's driving people crazy. They can't okay. handle it. Okay, The Rock's daughter is getting death threats. Yeah, yeah, over a fake storyline. But those are very real. Uh, it, it, it's it, this just blows my mind how passionate people are about crap. You know, some people are very simple. Oh my God, can you imagine that uh, The Rock is going to fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania? We better call a death threat into his daughter and tell him not to do that. Like, is that all the time you have in the world to threaten for somebody's s- kid over a fake wrestling match? Well, for some, this is all that really matters. 
Oh. I can't say I I, uh, I can argue with that. Uh, NFL Commissioner Robert Roger Goodell says Taylor Swift's support for Travis Kelsey is a positive one for the NFL. It's created a buzz in another group of young fans, particularly young women. And which, a lot of revenue. Which is all part of that script we wrote. And Usher called Kim Kardashian a fairy god. No kidding. Yeah. Well, she must have had something to say. Oh, my God. The last time I was treated like a fairy was when I shook Ray J's Tinkerbell and he sprayed me with Dixie dust in that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for $39.95. Mm-hmm. Not pixie dust. <laughs> Dixie, Dixie dust. Dixie dust. Right. It's from the South, if you know what I'm saying. I assumed. Uh, uh, Caitlin? Oh, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but we once had a good night at Disney movies, including a high school poosicle. <laughs> One and two. <laughs> then we sat down for some shippy, shippy bang bang. Uh huh. What are you trying to say? Uh, what I'm trying to say is uh, we finished off the night with the adventures of Winnie's Pooh. Oh my God. <sighs> What's the name of that forest they were in? Hundred Acre Wood. Yeah, Hundred Acre Wood. Yeah. That's exactly what I had while we were watching that. And that is your Hollywood trash on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 613 and Whitesnake with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 43. More of the same for tomorrow. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. You uh, fixing to get some snacks for your little Super Bowl uh, outing? I'm debating what I'm going to make. I always like to make something a little special. I don't know if I want to go all out, whether it's just going to be like a bunch of dips and chips and stuff like that. Well, most people are looking for good luck on the big game day. Uh, Maybe you're a fan of the Niners or the Chiefs, or maybe you got money on the game. Or maybe you don't care about the results, you just want to eat. I think most people are... Anybody who cares outside of that regional area of whether Kansas City or San Francisco... Yeah you're, yeah, you're doing it for the money, uh, for betting, betting purposes. So um, it's not like you're going to go all out. Yeah, and I'm not. Super Bowl uh, party. And I've already been asked if I want to bet. And I've, like I said yesterday, I, uh, I'm never going to say yes to that. I just don't yeah. want to bet. Well, maybe you're just hoping for the whole thing to be over quickly without anyone making a mess in your house. That's probably. Uh, well, if it's just if it's just us. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to make a mess no matter what. Well, that's the thing. It's just me and my kids and my kids don't eat like they don't eat like I do. Yeah. You know, like uh, gorging a, a buffets of, of snacks and yeah. things no, like that. I intend to really throw down, but we'll, you know, we'll see what the results of that'll be. Well, according to, oh, here's a, here's a survey. Yeah. I don't know if we can uh, get sure. up there. Yeah. I, so it's something wrong with it. I think somebody re- removed that clip. Really? Here. Yeah. Because it's not Try there. some other clip of something. Well, that, well, that works. works. That's the Hollywood trash. Huh. And uh, it's almost like somebody got rid of the... Uh, well, who would be ill... F- I who would be uh, angry and ill f- in, uh, in ill-willed to be suing something like that to I have with you? no idea. Yeah, I have no idea either. Well, I can tell you on uh, February 29th, I'm going to be checking all these sound clips. You never know what's going to happen. But anyway, according to new data... 44% of people apparently have game day superstitions involving food. And it's serious enough that 85% of those people either must have certain foods or refuse to have others on game day. All about good luck. Who needs these kind of rules? Stupid. Uh, idiots. No kidding. All right, uh, so what kind of rules are we talking about? Yeah, w- uh, here's the good luck and bad luck food. Most people said that pizza is the go-to Super Bowl food for good luck. 
Yeah, I mean, I love pizza. Don't get me wrong, but you know, I don't want to order one on Super Bowl Sunday because so is everybody else. Yeah, it's gonna take hours to get a pizza. No, you make your own. That's what I do. That's what I, that's what I do with the kids. We make our own pizzas. Yeah. We have a little uh, pizza shop set up. Oh, there you go. That's an idea. Let's make your own pizza. You can't have these kids sticking their hands into a 500-degree oven. It's all supervised. Uh, most people uh, said the pizza. Hot dogs are second, followed by burgers. I say, hot dogs and burgers, like, I'm not really doing outdoor grill cooking. No, but, I mean, grilling would be an option. Like if you're doing, like, uh, wings or something like that, yeah. you might want to grill those things up. Chips, popcorn, chicken wings, ice cream, chicken sliders, cupcakes, and cookies. Chicken sliders. That's like a new thing now, isn't it? Yeah, I don't need all that. Uh, can you imagine a grown-ass Chiefs fan throwing a tantrum because they're out of sprinkles for their lucky day cupcakes? You know, I think if you have enough natty daddies earlier in the day, yeah, I think nearly anything can set you off. Well, actually, now that you got a whole band of teenage girls uh, uh, after the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift. Right. That would probably. Oh my God! There's no ice cream. There's no sprinkles for the uh, cupcakes. This is an outrage. This is ridiculous. As for the bad luck foods, deviled eggs are number one. I cannot stand <sighs> deviled eggs. I, I I think deviled eggs is one of the most disgusting appetizers anybody could have ever put together. I don't mind them. You don't. I don't mind them. Is it a bad luck? I don't know. I've, I've never had like an adverse reaction to a, a deviled egg. That's not to say I won't or it's not possible, but I've never, you know, like thrown a table over its end because I didn't like the way the uh, the eggs were looking. It's not that the deviled eggs I see are as bad luck. I just, I had a bad experience with them once. And what I happened? I, was it was it uh, spoiled? Well, listen, most of these people are dead now, so I can uh, I can talk about this. But my mother-in-law. Yeah. Right? My late mother-in-law. She uh used to make deviled eggs. And at their house, she took in a lot of cats and there was a, uh, there was like yeah. an overwhelming smell of cat urine mm-hmm. at some times mm-hmm. and uh I just remember being offered a deviled egg and with a cat hair on it? No, it was just the it was just the environment. Like like you can't enjoy something while something else is going on in the room. You with know what I mean? Cat litter sprinkles on it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not even that. It's just the the, 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 the aura of the room. No, I get like, it. Like, like you have to be in a good mood, a, <laughs> a better atmosphere in order to be served a deviled egg when the deviled egg becomes the best smelling thing in the room that's problematic i would agree with that yes but the, the it's think, always better than a cat box I, but i think because the odor and the taste mm. and it just becomes this it's, one it's perfect, thing perfect and, storm and, and stuff. it's uh i just i can't do the deviled eggs anymore <laughs> i just I, there's you know that that ruined it for me yeah was the deviled egg i'm and, sorry and you had a sorry they're, you had a negative experience and they're kind of a neg Oh yeah, right. You see, uh, but that's that's why I can't do the deviled eggs. And, and besides, they're kind of gross anyway. They're gross looking. Well, I don't know, Steve. I see. I uh, I think if you you spend a lot of time, you know, you know, piping the filling into the uh, the devil egg hole, you yeah. know, that's uh, you can make that look very attractive. I guess you could. Uh, some people find ice cream and chicken wings to be good luck, and others consider them curses. 
I Again, don't. I don't have any good luck, bad luck food. I don't either. There's, I, there's, you, there's almost nothing you can put in front of me that I will turn my nose up to except for like beets and maybe maple syrup, and that's it. Uh, nachos and chili only made the good luck list, while jalapeno poppers and pulled pork sliders made the bad luck list. See, I like the uh, pulled pork sliders. I think that's a good idea. It's a good idea. Nothing wrong with that. When you got a bunch of people coming over, it's an easy meal to put out. Yes. Simplicity really should be what it's all about. Simple. But that's the thing. It's like, you know, I don't have to worry about any of this because I, I all I'm doing is making a couple of mini pizzas and that's it. And that's the end of the day. Yeah. Well, because you know, it's not a big it's not a big day for you. Well, because I I, I, I I don't eat as much as I used to anymore. Right. I used to eat like you know, you sit me down at a golden corral and man, that place would be out of business by noon, you know? You sit me down there at yeah. seven. It'll be out of business. You'd really, you'd really test that two and a half hour limit. Yeah, but now I can't, I can't, uh, I can't handle that kind of kind of food anymore. Yeah. So, but uh, this is, I don't really have a party to worry about. I'm not throwing a party. I don't want people at my house. <laughs> you don't either. You don't. Want I people really at your I, house. Well, I don't because I fully intend to be in bed by the second half. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll watch the game. I'll, I'll finish watching it. But once the game is done. So am I. And we don't do that contest anymore. Years ago, we used to do the Super Bowl ad contest where I'd play, I'd record the commercials. Yeah. But now the commercials are out three weeks before the game even starts, so it's it's kind of pointless to do that. Yeah. And we don't really do a lot of um, we don't do a lot of Super Bowl events anymore. No, no. Which I think is actually good. Because I think our participation in those things was nothing more than a massive interruption. I don't know. I used to like go into those things, and you're only there for a couple hours, and then you're you're done. Uh, you know, you get the party kicked off or whatever. I know, but if you're giving away T-shirts, everyone's yeah. watching. Everybody wants to watch the commercials instead of you know winning a free T-shirt or to spin the meal of wheat, the the wheel of meat or whatever it is. Well, the, the yeah, the meal of wheat. I like that. <laughs> yeah, well, that's great for you people with the celiac problems. Yeah, but uh, but I yeah, I wouldn't mind doing another uh, big game event. Yeah, I'm can't all set. Say Super Bowl. No, you can't say that. But I'm I'm all set with uh, with doing them. I'm I'm perfectly happy just staying home. Well, there you go. That's uh that's our boring conversation about food and. Devil eggs suck. It's 622 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Are you looking for a great job? 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 628 in the Rolling Stones with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, Pat Kelly and the Rock 102 Road Crew this Friday are going to be at uh, Free Music Friday at the Aria Ballroom at MGM from 630 to 830. Trailer Trash is the, uh, the band this week. Uh, and as you know, they bring quite a crowd, and so does Pat. So he'll lots of a uh, few prizes to give away. Free Music Friday, the Winter Edition, at the Aria Ballroom with uh, Trailer Trash and Pat Kelly at MGM Springfield and Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, nobody wants to hang out with Pat Kelly. Some, some people, some do. do. Some, some do. do. I, I don't know who, but uh, somebody does. Would you? Uh, would you like to laugh? Sure, Steve. All right. Let's- it's Bex and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown, I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Oh, I can't even tell that one. <laughs> I just looked down at the yeah. punchline and I'm like, oh, wait, I thought that was uh, that was going to be uh, that was going to be good. Uh, how, about, how about this one? Okay, right? yeah. A man goes to a courthouse to legally change his name. And the clerk says, well, what's your current name? And he goes, George Buttcrack. And George guy, Buttcrack. Yeah. 
And the clerk goes, whoa, no wonder why you want to change your name. What do you want to change it to? And he goes, Ted Buttcrack. Ah! He didn't have a problem with the last name Buttcrack. He just didn't like the name George. (laughs) What about George? Bax and Nagel in the morning. With Bax and Nagel and Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get up to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. His local radio icon, Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, here's something we won't get to in, uh, in Hollywood trash, because I just saw the news about this. Uh, Toby Keith passed away, the uh, country singer. Pretty famous guy. Uh, hung out with Willie Nelson and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. uh, did all those uh, songs. Him, he had uh, he had stomach cancer, which uh, not good. No, that's not good at all, and that's a that's a horrible, horrible way to uh, to go. And uh, I I was just surprised by that. When did that happen? Yesterday? Uh, yeah, the, the news came out uh, late yesterday. He's uh, sixty two years old, man. That's that's young. That's very young. It's very, very young. Uh, yeah, he was battling stomach cancer, passed peacefully on Monday, surrounded by his family. According to a statement posted on his website, he fought his fight with grace and courage. He, uh, he was diagnosed back in 2022. He was sick for, I think, for a very long time, though, prior to that. With like, other there was, things. There was other things going on, going on with him, but... Uh, that's a that's a sad story. I, you hate to see somebody so young, uh, you know, die from something like that. Uh, the Hamden County DA's office has identified the victim of a shooting on Rochelle Street in Springfield Wednesday afternoon. At around 4.20 on Wednesday, officers were called to a shot spotter activation on Rochelle and then onto Braddock Street. Police found evidence of an incident at both locations. Shortly after, two gunshot victims, a man with serious injuries and a woman who's expected to be okay, Arrived at Bay State in Springfield, the man identified as 30-year-old Nicory Adams of Springfield later died from his injuries. Police believe the two victims were shot on Rochelle Street and crashed on Braddock Street. The Springfield Department's Detective Bureau and Hamden County DA's office are investigating the incident. If you have any information about it, you should, you're asked to contact the Springfield police or you can text the tip anonymously. Uh... The Chicopee Police Department is investigating a shots fired incident on Springfield Street on Saturday. According to uh, the police, on Saturday at approximately 9.56 p.m., officers received a 911 call from a group of people in the parking lot of 1 Springfield Street reporting what they believed to be shots fired. When officers arrived, they found a man lying on the ground bleeding. Officers began life-saving measures on the man until he was taken to the hospital where he remains in critical condition. The incident remains an open investigation along with the Mass State Police. Police are continuing to investigate the incident and are asking anyone with surveillance cameras to check their footage for anything suspicious. If you have any information, you're asked to call the Detective Bureau. I just saw some TikTok video about how Chicopee is like one of the most dangerous cities in Massachusetts. See, that's weird because I just saw a video that said that Springfield was the most dangerous city in Massachusetts. Well, yeah, but that was number one. Chicopee was like number five or six. Still still time to get up there to the top five. It is still time to get there. But, but, you know, the funny thing is, like, I think when you live in an area, like when somebody says, oh, man, you're from Springfield, you live in one of the worst cities in, uh, in, the, in the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Maybe it's because we're just used to the area. I don't feel that. I don't feel like unsafe. I well, mean, there's I, there's just like any other city. I, there'd be places I wouldn't go be seen in. It's like any kind of statistical result. You know, it, 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 many of these kinds of surveys and studies mm-hmm. are are a little deceptive. I mean, let's put it this way: I feel a whole lot safer in Springfield 
than I would in Lawrence. Yeah. Or say, you know, Brockton. Yeah, you know, I you know, I, I have no problem going to downtown Springfield or certain areas around Springfield and feel like I'm you know I'm perfectly safe here. Yeah, I th- I think it's just not as bad as people make it out to be. No. Yeah, and then they read headlines like this and they think, Oh my god, it's it's like the worst place in the world. It's not. You know, you just there are places you, you, you go and there are places you probably want to think twice about. What about uh, Mohegan's Sun? Because they just released the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame Enshrinement Weekend schedule. Oh, thank goodness. Most of it is in Connecticut. Imagine that. Uh, Yeah, the schedule for this year's Basketball Hall of Fame Enshrinement Weekend has been released. Festivities start at Mohegan Sun on Friday, August 15th, 70 miles away from where the Basketball Hall of Fame is. Well, you know, thank goodness, because the last thing we need here in Springfield is some of that. Yeah. We don't need any big giant NBA stars coming no. in and signing autographs. Nobody wants that. Why would anybody who is being enshrined into no. the Basketball Hall of Fame uh, want to celebrate in Springfield? I mean, I mean, w- what have we got? Well, that that compares to Mohegan Sun. Listen, at least they're bringing it back for the rest of the weekend. Then on Saturday the uh, 17th of August, there will be a VIP reception at the Marriott in Springfield, followed by a red carpet show and enshrinement ceremony at Symphony Hall. Wow. All right. I guess they are th- I guess they are bringing it back. You know, they interviewed uh, Ray Berry from White Lion, and he's right. He says all of the uh, businesses in the area benefit. That's the whole idea though. Keep it all here. Then you have businesses benefiting it all weekend, not 70 miles away at a casino on a Friday night. Well, the the problem is is that uh, some genius, I don't know who the hell that is. Some genius thought you know it would be great? If we signed a 10-year contract with Mohegan Sun, we won't have to spend all day and all weekend here in the most dangerous city in Massachusetts. Yeah, we could go play slots down there. Yeah. I mean, the fact that uh, Mohegan Sun Arena is only slightly uh, bigger than uh, the Mass Mutual Center. When I mean slightly, I mean like less than 1,000 seats. I mean, the fact that you've got a casino also here in Springfield. I mean, granted, it's not quite as large as Mohegan Sun, but it's got plenty of space to move. No, but you could hold a red carpet experience out there. Of course you could. You got that Aria ballroom up there. That would mm-hmm. be a nice uh, den. We'll watch Michael Jordan sit there and eat uh, beef short rib. Yeah. Wouldn't you want to see that? And, you know, and if they did it here, they brought everything back to Springfield, uh, which, believe it or not, Steve, at one point, all of it was here. Uh, you know, they, there's plenty of parking at Mohegan mm-hmm. Sun. Not so much, you know, on the other side by the river. No. Yeah, you know, that's that's very, very limited. Well, it's a it's tight fit over there. Yeah. You, you know why? Because those parking spaces are not like standard size. No, they're, they're smaller than standard size to give it the illusion that it's busier than usual. A uh, decision has not yet been made on the state's control of Holyoke School District. It was announced that the decision to release Holyoke Public Schools from the Department of Elementary and Secondary Education has been deferred. Holyoke Superintendent and Receiver Anthony Soto has told DESE previously that he recommends the district transitions out of the state receivership program. The state depart the state DESE Desi Desi yeah they go by Desi oh like, like uh, Desi Arnaz oh I was, I was just gonna say Desi Arnaz <laughs> uh, Lucy. <laughs> You got a lot of explaining to do. We are not going to let you take control of the school because you are not responsible. Hey, Rick, what's going on with this receivership? The, uh... Oh, Ricky, why can't I have control of my own school district? (laughs) 
Hey, Lucy, hey, let's all go to the show with Rick. I like how you sound more like uh, Rodney Dangerfield than you do Fred Mertz. You don't think I sound something like Fred Mertz? No, because you kind of added a little like this. Hey, Rick! Uh, the uh, Desi uh, took uh, control of Harlingen Public Schools in April of 2015 to help improve their test scores and graduations rates. The uh, state made the rare decision to place the district in receivership, citing its chronic underperformance. Oh, I'm sure there's a lot of chronic going on. Oh, Holyoke I bet. High That's School. true. Yeah. Holyoke created a turnaround plan after the receivership that outlined goals and improvements, and since then, the district has seen increased graduation rates, expanded programs, and invested more than $20 million into infrastructure. I want to talk about this later, because you know, here's because the, there's a part of this that I'm finding very, very hard to um, uh, understand why this is happening. Mm-hmm. I understand why some school systems are being deemed uh, y- y- you know, underperforming. And there's three s- cities in, in Massachusetts at which this is happening. And we'll talk about this later. But basically, the idea of getting into receivership is at some point you're going to want to get out. But there's no m- mechanism that the state has put together to make that happen. So all three of these cities, Holyoke, Southbridge, and uh, Lawrence have all been trying to get out of receivership. Same thing here. When that when that decision was deferred, it was Holyoke saying, you know, we've worked hard to fix this. To fix this. Yeah. We, you know, we've we've seen improvements. We can cite examples of improvement. The state has no has no guidelines on what is improved enough to get out of receivership. Uh, I think that's a big problem. Darcel Clark of Holyoke has two children in the school system. She said it would be beneficial for the school system to be in the city's hands. She goes, I think if it was being run by the city, it would be handled more quick and efficiently because the state is taking control. You know, the state takes forever on everything. So I think that's what the problem is. There's also a belief that the state kind of puts its stamp on everything in the same way. So it's like, you know, you know what will work in... Holyoke may not work in Attleboro. It, you know, may not work in Lawrence or Methuen or you know whatever it well, may be. Okay, but what's the what's the downside of having the state involved versus having local municipalities in control of it? Well, ultimately, you know, every school system is different. You know, and it, and, it, and it does accommodate the needs of the city and the population. Right. The state is not so good at doing that. And what the state has done is they have thrown money at the problem, but the money is not the kind of thing that is necessarily earmarked for the things that they want to succeed at. So they offer offer no guidelines to the schools at all. With local control, the school department, the superintendent of schools, other administrators can work together to try to figure out, well, what's going to be best for this population, for this town? As opposed to receivership, where you don't really get that, and they're not really providing a lot of answers as what they're supposed to do. It's like a mob boss throwing you a hundred bucks. Yeah, take care of the problem. In a way, it's not a bad. It's, it's yeah. not a bad comparison. And ultimately, you know, local control of this stuff, you know, needs well, to happen. Even when I Springfield mean, was in receivership, eventually we got out of it because at that point we could we could sustain ourselves. Well, that's. I mean, uh, I'm sure. Uh, Mayor Garcia has talked to Mayor Dom Dom about how to get that because when Dom Dom took over, the whole city was in uh, state receivership. And exactly, they got themselves out of that. So maybe uh, talking with him might help. Uh, hey, how do we do that? How do we get out of this? But it's different when the state of Massachusetts is running it as opposed to 
the Department of uh, Elementary and Secondary Education. They haven't figured out what the protocols need to be to get out of it, as opposed to having, you know, when Springfield had the control board, there were steps to get out of it. It's not that way with the state control of schools, and that's problematic. We'll talk about it a little bit later. Yes, we will. We'll talk about it. Yes, we will. Yes, we We will. will. Your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 43. Tomorrow, more of the same. Uh, It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. It's 652 and the Who with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 42 today. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. This weekend, uh, Baxi's musical podcast, my guest is Rain Lafreniere from the band Blueforia. Really cool uh, interview with a young guy who's got... Uh, a lot of promise, and uh, you should check out the new album. It's a self-titled debut album called Blue Foria, and it's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. It's all brought to you by Metro Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Chickabee, metrojeep.com. There you go. There you have it. Uh, I'm reading this story out of Ludlow about this mobile home park. Did you see this? No. Residents from the West Street Village mobile home community in Ludlow are voicing their concerns to state legislators in regard to recent rental rate increases and living conditions inside of the park. For nearly 20 years, the West Street Village mobile home community has paid the same amount in rent. Each of the 44 units paid $203 a month for their property. That was until their new property manager raised rates by 150%. Ooch. Tom Lennon, the property owner, thinks this rate is justified, while residents believe this is all about greed. He said, I don't care if you're Elon Musk or you're a homeless guy. Money is important. I don't care who you are. If you don't have enough income coming in to pay expenses, then you're going to shut down. Uh, Back in July of 2021, Lennon purchased the West uh, Street Village mobile home community and made it his mission to revamp this previously neglected property. Over the last two and a half years, Lennon says he has invested a lot of his own money into infrastructure from repairing mailboxes to paving the roads, and he believed it was about time to raise the rent. Uh, I've been losing money for two and a half years. I could have done and raised the rent or petitioned to raise the rent back in July of 2021, and I didn't. I, I said I'm not going to make this about money. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and fix up the park uh, for us, and I'm going to let everyone see what I'm doing. What? Double. More than doubling the rent of the rent. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's a, I mean, I mean, think about that. Think of you like a, you're renting an apartment, and yeah. all of a sudden your landlord decides, hey, you know uh, that uh, $2,000 a month I was charging you for uh, for rent? Yeah. I'm going to bump that up a little bit uh, next month. It's going to be 4000 4500 4500 Sign this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like That's a bit much. Yeah, Lennon says the rate increase was justified, saying that he has made improvements towards the quality of life for residents, but residents believe that the improvements were purely cosmetic. I don't think he's looking at the big picture, and the work that he did here was more cosmetic, said Debbie Boulanger, uh, vice president of the Tenant Association at the park. If you take a look at the electrical panels, they're totally antiquated, and there's a lot of people that lose their power. Residents also said that they have constantly issues with their electricity, sewage, and septic overflow, and this 150% increase in rent is unjustifiable if he is not tending to the issues at hand. So, here, so here's the the uh, the problem: a lot of the people that live in this uh, mobile home park are elderly, low income, 
A lot of people who are yeah. disabled. Who can't afford it. Who can't afford it on our very fixed incomes. I mean, if you're living there and uh, you have been paying, I think it's $207 a month and it's now jumping up to four uh, to 503 right. and some change, um, some people could afford to do that. But not everybody. But not everybody. Yeah, and maybe what the plan should have been, and I'm not putting, I'm not putting my ideas in anyone's head, but incrementally increase rent especially for people who are moving into yeah the uh, the park you start them at 503 and then everybody has a nominal increase like a grandfathered type of exactly thing. and then like you're you rent you rent right. controlled for a period yeah. of time we can raise this by five to ten percent every year until we everybody's paying the same amount as opposed to hey surprise your bill just went up uh 150 yeah. percent yeah, and and that just, to me that seems like poor management, very poor management, money yeah. management, all that stuff. Because okay, fine, you, you you got a bunch of money and you went and bought a mobile home park. Good for you. Well, did you really take into consideration how much work needed to be done to the place before you took it on? And I did, mean, it's kind of. And did you take into consideration that you've had people who yeah. have been living there for a long time who are yeah. low income? You're yeah. just going to toss them out. You know, he's like, uh, I don't care if you're Elon Musk, money is money. Well, we don't care if you're Elon Musk either. We live here and uh, we can't afford to if you keep increasing the rent like that. I I don't understand how you keep a place open if you're outpricing yourself. Are well, you really attracting new new mobile homes to come in there if if you if you're Well, the thing is, you know, if you compare like a rent at, at one of these mobile home parks as opposed to like an apartment on, on some other you know, end of town, uh, you're going to spend a whole lot more money on an apartment yeah. than in this situation. So in a way, I mean, they are, it's a, it's a, it's a affordable housing situation, but when you start turning things around and say, Hey, I want to turn this into like a, a, a profitable business. And even if I, even if I invest back into the, into the property, you know, that's fine. Yeah. But you still have people who can't afford to live there even if you do. So do you not take that into account? I mean, yeah. I would if, if I were a property owner, I would have to take that into I, account. I would I would consider that an irresponsible move made on made on the per- person who purchased the property. Yeah. You didn't take into account all of the things that you're going to need to do. And then you, now you're bitching and whining going, oh, oh yeah, well, I could have done it back in July of 21. Well, then why didn't you do it? Why didn't you do a small incremental increase starting then in order to get you more yeah. money? To I'm um, Good thing you paved the road with your own pocketbook, but that wasn't part of the plan. Here's the other thing. If you purchase the property yeah. for X amount of dollars and the only way to afford the, uh, the cost of owning that is is by having a certain amount of income per month. Then maybe that maybe this shouldn't have been the property you should have bought. Yeah, probably a probably a trust fund kid just said, "Here, yeah, go ahead and spend all your money. Buy go buy something." Hey, mom and dad, I bought a mobile home park. Can you take care of it? <laughs> of course I can. You couldn't take care of that cat we got you when you were twelve. Are you sure you can take care of a mobile home park? We bought you a brand new bike. You kept it at the bottom of the driveway. You can't take care of anything. Yeah. I'll show you. I can do this. Look, I fixed a road. Yeah, but the sewer's still overflowing. Whatever. <laughs> it's 659 on Rock 102. Is the power out? 
Treat your Valentine at the 99 restaurants February 13th and 14th and enjoy delicious menu specials like the lobster topped haddock or the New York strip and lobster casserole combo. You gotta love the knives. Tired of unreliable freight services messing up your schedule? Where are these guys? It's time to switch gears to North Atlantic Trucking. With over four decades of experience, competitive pricing, and a solid team of drivers, they're committed in delivering your goods on time, every time. And they do it all over the Northeast. Whatever they're hauling, you're covered. North Atlantic Trucking. Personal attention to you and your business. And your business deserves the best in New England transportation. Get your schedule back on time. Need a better rate for your freight? North Atlantic Trucking. Do you have multiple years of unfiled taxes or owe more than $8,000? The tax attorneys at Allies Tax Relief are your ally and will stop the IRS from garnishing your wages or them levying your bank account. Call 800-230-5174. And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rockies Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, let's face it. After the intoxicating thrill of the NFL Pro Bowl and the equally thrilling NHL All-Star Weekend, it's very easy to get swept up in the mania of exhibition sporting events. Are you kidding? After 10 minutes of watching the NFL stars compete in a rigorous 7-on-7 flag football game, I needed to lie down and catch my breath. Well, folks, before you get too comfortable, I should let you know that the NBA All-Star Game is coming up on February 18th live from the electrifying Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, Indiana. Now, I know that for some of you, the prospect of another meaningless exhibition being played between a bunch of players who are looking to bolster the incentive clauses of their multi-million dollar Supermax contracts might not excite you that much, but wait and see what they got planned. Yesterday it was revealed that during the All-Star festivities, the original wood floors that are typically used by the Indiana Pacers will be completely replaced with something that will blow you away. According to reports, the playing surface has been replaced with a state-of-the-art LED-ready glass surface instead. This will allow the game to be enhanced with on-the-floor graphics, explosions of changing color, real-time stats, videos, and I'm sure lots of revenue-generating commercial images because that's what NBA fans really want to see, advertising. Oddly enough, the NBA has been unwilling to reveal the cost of applying the two continuous sheets of 5mm laminated safety glass on top of a video-ready LED playing surface. I also wonder what happens when the surface with, uh, happens to the surface when grown men begin sweating on it. And do you clean it off in between periods with a Zamboni full of Windex? And what's, uh, what's going to keep a guy from slipping on that overpriced laminated glass sur- uh, surface? Listen, I've seen the promotional videos, and it's distracting as hell just to look at, never mind playing on it. You see, these are the questions that I'll be asking myself, questions that will be completely ignored by the NBA because they're the ones that paid for the installation. And I'm sure the last thing they want to hear is what a stupid idea this might be. But hey, enough of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's has put on a little bit of weight, inventory weight. So Rocky's is trimming down with big clearance. Save 40% on Carhartt workwear, 25% on Yeti drinkware, plus power tools, hand tools, 50, 60, up to 70% off. It's a big clearance right now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 712 in the Black Crows with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 43. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Um, we were supposed to have some guest on, but apparently uh, he was talking about AI art 
Well, apparently the AI couldn't figure out how to dial the phone this morning, so we're not going to be talking with that guy. Well, apparently the artificial intelligence also uh, failed to set the alarm. Uh, probably still six o'clock in the morning when oh, the guy was at. Is that what? Is that so? I don't know. Just a, just guessing. Uh, by the way, if you want to uh, call or t- well, and actually, if you want to text the Route Ten Tire listener line. That's four one three two nine three one zero two one. Had one uh, this morning because we were just talking about that Ludlow uh, Mobile Home Park. Yeah, uh, this guy says you probably have no idea what it's like to be a business owner. Stop trashing people when you don't know the circumstances of that business in a mobile park. The electric service is not the landlord's responsibility. And I just responded, "Well, I own a business, and I don't take on projects that I know I'm not going to be able to afford. Price increase should have been incremental since he bought the property. That was a bad business decision." That's not an unfair criticism. I don't think it's an unfair criticism. No. Uh, I think what is unfair is you know doubling the rent for people who've been there for a long time, low-income residents of that mobile home park that they're going to be able to just you know pay twice as much as what they're paying, more than that. Yeah, but you know th- th- that's like the, the, this. Uh, I, I watch this whole thing about mobile home parks and how it's a bad deal for anybody who buys one of these things because. The trailer doesn't increase in value. It's one of those things that actually loses money. It's not like regular real estate where, you know, the value of a a mobile home will go up. If anything, it's the opposite. Right. The property that it might be on definitely would go up, you know, if you're talking about in a real estate thing. But what, what happens is these people, they spend their money and they buy these homes and they buy these rental homes because it's what they can afford. And then... These mobile parks, and this is happening throughout the country. This isn't just strictly you know, based in Ludlow. Right. This is exactly what they do. They start increasing the rates so much that people can't afford it, and then they wind up losing their shirts, and then they have to move out of the mobile home because they have no place else to go. It's you. I, you have I, a you have a problem with housing in this country already. Okay. Uh, yeah. In in. in in some regards, you know, these mobile home parks are really kind of designed for people of, of low income uh, you know, situations, elderly, disabled, you know, people who just, you know, low income earners, whatever it may be. You know that uh, I just read this uh, just a little while ago, like a couple of weeks ago. Do you know the, the state has limited how many multi family dwellings you could build? Well, you can't build a duplex or townhomes like you used to. Like there are certain things that, that cities and towns in the state just don't really want you to get involved in. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that takes away the, you know, all kinds of different opportunities for people to live in those spaces. Right. So if you're, if you're, if, if you buy into it, if you, if you have a, like a rental agreement with a, with a landlord for an apartment, you know, there are certain protections that, you know, prevent you from, from, you know, being screwed by your landlord in a situation like this. I wonder if the residents have any legal recourse here. Other than, I mean, right now, I don't know if they're organized enough to to do that. But it's like, all right, are we trashing a, a business owner? I don't think so. I think what we're trying to do is say, hey, you need to protect the people who are living there, who may not have anywhere to go, but yeah. where, but but at the park you've bought. Yeah. So what are you going to do? You didn't for buy that? a sporting goods store. You bought a mobile home park with people, with actual human beings living there. Yeah. Who you knew already. We're on fixed incomes. You telling me that you didn't know these people that were living there were already, uh, you know, not being able to afford more than what the rent was to begin with, 
and he and you really should have just went up incrementally. Yeah. Started with a five percent. Start with a whatever ten percent. And that would and that probably would have been acceptable for most people. But you're going from a two hundred dollar a month rent to a five hundred dollar a month rent. Some of those people there, a good number of those people there, cannot afford that kind of increase. This yeah. is a fact. Yeah. It's just, just a fact of life. And so then what? So then you raise. Let's say you raise the rent. You raise you 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 do it one hundred and fifty percent. So mm-hmm. what'd you say it went from one from like two hundred three to like five hundred seven five hundred seven. You do all that, and then now what? Now you got people who are going to be moving out of there. Do you really think you're going to attract all those extra other people that were going to pay that five hundred dollars? Are you looking to attract like a and more upper scale mobile home, uh, you know, resident? Well, listen, you, you know, I'm not, tra- I'm not trashing mobile home parks. I'm really and not. I, and I'm not either. And you know what? That's been a longstanding one of those things where, you know, because you live in a mobile park, uh, there's something uh, fishy going on there. That's what people can afford. People can't afford to buy eggs right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you have a roof over your head, you're, you're in a pretty lucky position. But until somebody starts increasing the rent so high that you can't even live there anymore. Well, that's that's a, a very good you know part of it. It's like you know the economy you know has stifled a lot of people. Like you I mean you can't go to a grocery store, buy more than two bags of groceries for less than a hundred bucks. Isn't that ridiculous? It's crazy. I, I, I come out with nothing. What I, did I, I just buy? I I've done that a couple of times where you know the the bill comes back oh, it'll be one hundred forty dollars like yeah. what did I get what did I get that was so expensive it feels like coming out of a strip club like all of your money's gone and you but it was a very short lived experience and the entertainment you were expecting when you went in yeah. wasn't nearly what you got when you were in the inside no no matter of fact I'm gonna start bringing my own booze to the grocery stores. <laughs> But you know, I mean, we're all we're all kind of dealing with this, with the economy yeah. being what it is, and you know, and and the government can tell you everything they want. Oh, the economy's not so bad. No, it's bad. It's bad. If it's costing me that much more to 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 live and 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 pay my bills and all the things that uh, you know I'm required to do, uh, that's bad. But if you're at a, in a low income situation and this is what you're facing, and the guy who now owns your property is saying, "Sorry, uh, what you're paying just simply isn't good enough." I'm going to almost well, triple, double or triple your, your rent. I And I'm not denying that things cost money in order to maintain. Like, that. that's that's a reality of life, too. Like, yeah. I'm sure he needs money in order to keep these things. But why did you buy that to begin with? Well, like, it just doesn't seem like that made a whole lot of sense in order to buy a place that you're going to be pricing people out of living there. And then, let's say, half of your residents leave because they can't afford the increase. Yeah. So what? You're still making the same amount of money then than you were before the before you had the increase. I mean, if you're buying into a situation in which you run the risk of losing money, <clears throat> yeah, higher than it would normally, if you, then you would lose money in any other business. Then you're right. It's it maybe that wasn't a good business decision on your part. Uh, somebody wrote in. Uh, Thank you guys for supporting the mobile homeowners in Ludlow Park. Uh, I'm in full agreement with what you're saying. Years ago, I wanted to buy a mobile home, but now I realize I couldn't keep up with the rising lot rentals as well as utilities. That's the thing. Like it's you can buy the mobile home and still own it, but the property increase all of a sudden. There were some of these people out in the Midwest paying well over twelve hundred dollars for a rental fee for a lot for just a piece of piece yeah. of dirt. You know, I I don't know. I I don't know uh it se- it seems 
like a little bit of mismanagement. Or a gross, or the dreams uh, of, yeah. of making all this money, and then all of a sudden you're not making. Or it. a gross misunderstanding of what the people who are living in that park are going through day to day. Because I think the guy who bought this doesn't have any real understanding. I, I he's I think he's just looking at the numbers rather than the individuals. But the point, the problem is, the park is full of individuals. Yeah, and they're there for a reason. You know, they're there because maybe they have to be there. That there are very limited choices. And places for them to go, and then to to increase by that much simply because you know you have you know now an ob- a financial obligation to fulfill. Well, maybe you should have thought about that before you signed up for well, it. Well, and then somebody just chimed in here. Sounds like the uh, long term thinking: uh, the landlord drives up the cost, those driving people out, then sell off the land for a bigger profit for uh, for redevelopment. That's very possible. That's very possible too. And I think that's probably quite likely. But nevertheless, that's uh, it's a it's it's a it's a rotten deal for the people who are living there. And there's your TED talk for this morning, folks. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you could all put your business cards yeah, yeah, and the buckets yeah, outside yeah. The, uh, the theater, you, then we'll all uh, you could win a nice prize. You might win a free lunch to Applebee's. It's seven twenty one with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Springfield's classic rock is everywhere. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock at seven twenty eight. And Aerosmith with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, yeah. You know that uh, the Thunderbirds uh, are we're giving away a, a chance for uh, people to join Pat Kelly at a Springfield Thunderbirds game. Can you imagine how exciting that would be? Spending a whole day with Pat at the Mass Mutual Center. Yeah. And then trying to find ways of uh, ditching him halfway through the game. Uh, rock102.com. You want to go to uh, that by the end of the day on February 18th for your chance to win. Five winners and their guests will join Pat Friday, February 23rd to watch the Springfield Thunderbirds take on the Hartford Wolfpack. Actually, that's going to be a lot of fun. It's your chance to go to a Thunderbirds game with Pat Kelly, who does know his way around that place, from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, yeah, he knows it because he's little, and he can get in all the cracks and crevices of the Mass Mutual Center. No, I mean, he used to be the uh, the PA announcer. For the uh, the Thunderbirds, yeah, you know how tiny that box is. You got to be really small to fit in there. Yeah, he used to have to sit in a bunch of uh, old phone books. Ooh, the the yellow book. Yeah, and the little little tiny legs that dangle off the edge of the of the chair. That's like one of those things uh, that's gone by the way of the dinosaur. The the, the yellow, phone book, the phone book, or the yellow pages. Yeah, I mean, when have you actually seen one in somebody's? The last one I saw was almost like a like a pamphlet about the size of like a watchtower. Yeah. You know, uh, the last time I dealt with Yellow Book was when I uh, bought sham advertising from this guy, Marty Caproni, who was working for them, and uh, turned out to be a big uh, big scam. Oh, my God. That that guy and, could sell condos uh, to, the, to the poor. He really it, could. And then when I had a problem with it, all of a sudden, he just magically doesn't work for a company anymore. Oh, that's too bad. I was like, you know what, sir? You would be good owning a mobile home park in the future. <laughs> We got news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western map. 734 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Noonan Energy, reliable service for heating, cooling, electrical, and plumbing at Noonan.com. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. New developments into the election interference allegations made against former Springfield mayoral candidate Justin Hurst. The Hamden County DA's office confirmed the investigation has been handed over to the state attorney general. In a statement to 22 News, Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon said the Mass Attorney General's office is reviewing materials associated with these allegations 
Following a referral from the Hamden DA's office, there have been conversations between the two offices for the past several months. Uh, 22 News spoke with City Solicitor John Payne about this uh, latest development. He goes, I think that it is essential that people know that the elections that take place here or anywhere else are done fairly, and this is not a violation of the law taking place trying to affect an election. So I'm very pleased that this matter continues to be looked at. Hearst's uh, campaign has been accused of picking up voters, including homeless residents, and paying them uh, $10 for their votes during early voting and the promise of a fish sandwich. I told you, my yeah. vote can't be bought with cash, but for a fish sandwich, we might be able to talk some business. Hey, uh, I've I've done uh, dirty things for less than that. You're damn right, you have five dollars and a and a fillet of fish. Yeah, there was a there was kind of a little a small buzz when the FBI said that they were not going to uh, mm-hmm. pick up this investigation, but there were a lot of people that I knew said, "Just you wait." The state, this is a state issue. Yeah. The FBI isn't going to want to be involved in this, but the state will have a different point of view. And there you go. The FBI's got uh, bigger fish to fry, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I do. Bigger fish sandwiches to- I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, We're no longer in the Arthur Treacher business. No. (laughs) We're absolutely not. And you know, with Lenten season just around the corner, who couldn't use a fish sandwich right about now? I could use a fish sandwich. Yeah. Talk to me on Friday. I'll take a fish sandwich. Uh, Hearst has uh, repeatedly denied any wrongdoing. Or I'm sorry, according to 20 News, he's repeated denied any wrongdoing. Is that the should, right way to say it? No, that? it should be repeatedly, repeatedly denied. Yeah. Anyway, in affidavits obtained by 22 News in November, election workers say they noticed groups of people being dropped off for early voting at City Hall, many listing their address as a homeless shelter in Springfield. Poll workers say the voters came inside, some seemingly intoxicated or under the influence and confused as to why they were at City Hall. Yo, man, where's the fish sandwich? That's how they got caught. That's what it was. It was these guys walking in there going, what am I supposed to be doing here? Now, as you said, Justin Hurst is is, uh, uh, is claiming that uh, you know he had no knowledge yeah. of this and uh, he, he was not responsible for this. What, are you going to believe but, some homeless guy? But if you asked his dad... Everybody else was responsible for this. Well, uh, nothing that could happen. Nothing in my family. Everybody else is to blame. Uh, several workers and a Springfield police officer assigned to work at the election office said they were asked multiple times throughout the day for a $10 payment when somebody was done voting. <laughs> yeah, you see, this is what happens. Your, cl- your mind is clouded with uh, uh, pop-off or, or some other kind of liquor throughout the day. You don't remember exact instructions of what you were supposed to do. And it, and it was the never exact- it was never written down like a like an easy to follow uh, list of instructions. No, the instructions were I pick you up from the underpass, I drive you over to city hall, you go in there and say, "Hey, I live at this homeless shelter. I'm voting for this guy." And uh, at the end, you'll get a $10 and a fish sandwich. But you have to come back outside to get the $10 and the fish sandwich. You can't ask anybody inside. Yeah. How are you supposed to remember all that information when you got other vagrant stuff going on that you're doing all day? Now, are, are voting prizes transferable? Let's say I can't finish the whole sandwich. Could I give like half to my friend here? Well, I can't coordinate that. You're going to have to call the elections office and work that out with them. You imagine there's probably somebody like calling the elections office, you know, when that happened. Um, can I get a drink with the fish sandwich? Does it come with fries, extra tartar sauce? Yeah, is it, it should ketchup be a, for the fries? It perhaps should, it should be a meal. 
you should be able to get a medium Coke at least with that. You got to wash it down. Let's yeah. say you, let's say you're choking on your vote. I mean, on your sandwich. <laughs> well, yeah, I've choked on the vote before. Those things aren't easy to swallow. No, they are not. Uh, outside, another poll worker said she witnessed Hearst campaign volunteer handing out cash to some of these voters in exchange for an I voted sticker. Oh, well, I would have rather had the fish sandwich. I don't want the sticker. Any day of the week. I don't, yeah. need, I, don't need, I don't need a sticker. The I want to be able to eat the evidence. The only sticker I want is what time the fish sandwich was made, just like it's in the hopper at the... Uh, uh, to ensure freshness. Yeah, uh, with Long John Silvers, right, you know? <laughs> right. We already mentioned the, uh, the Arthur Treachers. Yeah, the Long John Silver, though. That's yeah, another right. one. Uh, three people have been arrested after a search, after police searched a mini mart in downtown Chicopee and seized suspected cocaine and heroin. At around 10.30 a.m. on Thursday, Chicopee Police, along with the ATF, the Western Mass FBI Gang Task Force, and the Hamden DA's Narcotics Task Force, conducted two search warrants following a lengthy investigation into drug dealing. The first location was 51 Springfield Street at the Me Familia Mini Mart. Uh, oh, uh, me, uh, I'm very familiar with, uh, with dealing drugs out of this store. I think familia means family. I know what it means. I'm just, it's a play on words. Do I have to explain every piece of comedy to you when no, I do it? No, not all of them. Detective seized a product. Look, it wasn't a strong joke. I get it, Bax, but play along. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying. You are kind of criticizing in a way. Your, oh, your okay. resistance to the laughing of the joke is, uh, even if it was subpar. All right, see, but what you're not hearing is I'm laughing on the inside. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. Oh, I can hear it now. Oh, now, yeah, kind of like when you yeah. hear the ocean in a, in, a, in, a, in a shell. Maybe if I just shut my trap for a few minutes, I can hear you laughing on the inside. <laughs> well, I know that's not going to be easy for you to no, do. No, it's not. Uh, the first location was at the, uh, the Me Familiar Mart. Detective seized approximately 60 grams of suspected cocaine, more than 200 baggies of suspected heroin, and approximately $10,000 in cash. Unfortunately, it was all expired. Yeah, because it's, it's convenience store cocaine. Yeah. It's not like, uh, like you go to a Cumbies where they yeah. have inventory people walking around making sure that that stuff is up to date. I mean, think about it. Think about it honestly. If you went to a convenience store and you saw an egg salad sandwich that was covered in cellophane, they were charging you, know, charging you three bucks for the sandwich. Yeah. Would that be a wise thing to eat? Well, what makes you think that getting your cocaine from the, the same uh, convenience store is such a good idea? I don't know. Right? Right? Sometimes I've had sandwiches or hot dogs from a convenience store that I immediately figured this is a very bad decision on my part. Yeah, but you were hungry. Yeah, and that's and and that's the same thing with the uh, let's say I'm uh, you know, I'm uh, I got the weekend coming up and I could really use an eight ball of coke. Well, am I going to go to a convenience store to get it or am I am I going to get it from a qualified dealer? I'm going to go to the convenience store because you can get a big gulp to go along with that. See, I want to be uh, I want to be serviced by a professional. Uh, detectives also searched a residence at 66 Dwight Street and located more cocaine, heroin, a stolen video game console previously reported to police, and $500 in cash. Officers arrested 37-year-old Guillermo Colazzo of Springfield. Hey, it's Guillermo Colazzo. <laughs> oh, say can you see? Uh, the uh, Springfield of uh, Springfield at the Mini Mart, and I've changed uh, charged him with the following: trafficking uh, cocaine and drug offenses, ammunition without an FID card, and yada yada yada. At what point did Reggie Jackson fall into a trance and say, "I must kill the Queen"? 
I must, yes, I must kill the Snow Queen. <laughs> Can't believe Enrico yeah. Palazzo was in town. Uh, two other suspects, the uh, 37-year-old Michael uh, Baez of Chicopee and uh, 36-year-old Delilah uh, Caballero of uh, Chicopee. Why, 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 Delilah? They were arrested at their residence on Dwight Street. Hey, we got uh, two good references. Yeah, there. that's good. Hey, it's Guillermo Colazzo <laughs> And Tom Jones at the same time. Uh-huh, yeah. That's great. You can't beat that. What's new Pussycat? That should be the next one. <laughs> the uh, 22 News I team has received multiple calls from the Springfield area residents claiming their SNAP benefits have been stolen. Oh, SNAP! DTA, uh, Department of Transitional Assistance, uh, they contacted them for information, and they confirmed some clients in the area are reporting this issue, and the department has not been hacked. In most cases, the EBT benefit uh, cards information were stolen through skimming, where an illegal device is placed on an ATM or credit card reader. The device collects card numbers and personal identification numbers or pins and then are duplicated into counterfeit cards. Oh, my God. I mean, I, listen, Eddie, when you put your card into a machine, not everybody checks to see if there's something or sort of attachment to it. And, you know, these poor people are, are you know, you know, they're on such a fixed income. These EBT cards are like, you know, the only thing between them and going hungry. And yeah. you're skimming the cards? I don't know how you sleep. Uh, they're offering uh, suggestions. In particular. Examine the card readers before swiping an EBT card. I, I, do you examine every little thing that you put your card into? Um, I'd, you like, don't. I'd like to say I do, but that would be a big fat lie. I don't think I'm, uh, I'm keen on to what a card reader looks like. I would I would have to see one because they say they put them over like the they put them over the ATMs or they put them in the in the in the grocery store they put like an extra thing on the bottom of them yeah. or something like that I don't know I don't know either I don't, but I but I, what an awful crime that is uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of forty two tomorrow more of the same with a high of forty three it's twenty four right now in downtown Springfield I'm Steve Nagel and that's the news on Rock one hundred two ah yeah. Do big-name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. You know, Bax, 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 7.53 with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 42. Tomorrow, uh, more of the same with a high of 43. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. Rock 102's got your big game hookup. Just got to go to rock102.com and sign up now for your chance to win. One lucky listener gets a $100 gift certificate to the Hangar Pub and Grill. A $100 gift certificate to Tudor House Liquors in here in East Long Meadow. And a solo stove bonfire, courtesy of Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the, of the NFL and of Super Bowl 58. We'll choose a winner on February 9th, so don't uh, don't wait. Go to rock102.com for your chance to win the big game hookup. From Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. We're going to have to get this guy on the radio, this uh, property owner who owns this, uh, this Tom Lennon guy about this mobile home park out in Ludlow. Right. They're increasing the rates by 115% of the people that 
you know, pay rental fees to the property for maintenance or, or whatever. It Many is. of which are like, you know, elderly, uh, you yeah. know, low income or disabled. Yeah. And a simple uh, Facebook search of typing in his name, he's got like all of these properties for sale, like brand new ones at this very mobile home park that we're talking about. Some of them have no maintenance fees at all. Like you're just buying the property outright. Okay. Some of them, and this one just posted a couple of weeks ago, uh, this one, yeah, your land, no monthly HOA fees. So basically, he's he's driving the cost, it's seemingly, seemingly, mm-hmm. driving the cost up on the people that live there in order for them to move out so he can sell off the land piece by piece. That's kind of a shady way of doing things if that's the case. Yeah, but probably not an unusual situation no it's not but the but then this one this uh this listing that he's got up here from western massachusetts craigslist i didn't know craigslist was on facebook now <laughs> and well, they're not one, allowed to be on the internet now he's selling the mobile three-bedroom mobile home lo- located in uh, Mount, the hillside valley mobile home community uh that's low monthly park fee of 386 dollars that includes water, sewer, all taxes, plowing, and trash removal. That sounds like a pretty good deal. Well, why is it going up to five hundred three for all the other people? Well, that's another good. That's another good question. Well, this is what I don't understand, and, and you know what? I, 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 I'm giving the guy the opportunity. I'm going to try to reach out to him and try to explain himself a little bit. Yeah, um, I wouldn't hold your breath that he's going to agree to come on the show, but that would be interesting. It would be interesting. I mean, you know, technically speaking, he is the landowner. He can do whatever he wants with it. I know he can do whatever he wants with it, but you did. But all of a sudden, you're just going to raise the raise the rent by 150 percent. Yes. Why didn't you start with a small incremental increase of like five to ten percent? Well, over the next course of the next three years, we're gonna it's going to be up by over 100 percent by the time uh, three years comes by. That's uh, like the, think the question that most people would ask. You know, what would be the fairest way of handling this? You yeah. know, some people can afford to live there. Many people cannot, especially with a 115% increase in rent. I mean, uh, and again, a simple uh, Google search. Uh, this guy's fairly successful real estate oh. guru oh, throughout the go. area. There you go. Oh, maybe he does know what he's doing. <laughs> maybe he does, and maybe we don't, yeah. which is a possibility. Well, it's it's like, oh, I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> <laughs> because we don't have enough time to, to get into it. No, I know. It's uh, 756 at Rock 102. Hi, it's Hank from Tudor House Sports on Rock 102. Stay tuned for Bax's View from... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, let's face it. As a parent, you never want to miss the important milestones in your child's life. Birthdays, graduations, soccer games, arraignments, bail hearings. These are very important moments. And as a parent, you don't want to you don't want to miss any of those things. Same thing happens, I suppose, when your kid is a starting quarterback in the Super Bowl. Whether it's his first time or whether he's been playing it four times in the last five years, you want to be there no matter what. Well, folks, I'm delighted to say that's not going to be a problem this Sunday as Patrick Mahomes Sr. has been granted permission to leave the state of Texas and then travel to Las Vegas to watch his son play for the Kansas City Chiefs when they face the San Francisco 49ers on Super Bowl Sunday. 
This comes despite being arrested Saturday night by police in Tyler, Texas, for any number of violations, including driving substantially below the posted speed limit, driving with a 16-ounce open container of Coors, and failing a field sobriety test for what now would be his third time. Now, in Texas... A third DUI is considered to be a Class 3 felony, which is punishable up to 10 years in prison. And while he has paid his $10,000 bail, he was told, despite the charges against him, he'll be able to travel across state lines to watch his son Patrick at the Super Bowl. What he will not be allowed to do is drink alcoholic beverages while he enjoys the game from the comforts of his luxury suite. Now, I don't know what side of the bar you're sitting on, but if I can't enjoy some complimentary alcoholic beverages in a luxury suite, then what's the point of even going? On top of that, Mr. Mahomes will be unable to drive a vehicle in the state of Texas unless he blows into it first. And oh yeah, you're still looking at 10 years in prison. Man, you really gotta, you really gotta love your children to go through that sort of rigmarole. Because with these sort of dire prospects ahead of you, the only way to prepare yourself is to drink yourself into oblivion while you can. One crummy 16-ounce beer at a time. I mean, it's not like your kids already want a couple already. What's one more 36-pack gonna do? But hey, and of my yappin' sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. You need paint at 7 o'clock in the morning? You need to go to Rocky's on Liberty Street. Steve-O, the new paint advisor, wants to help you. Steve-O is a seasoned paint store pro, ready to work with your painting crew. Good people like Steve and rock solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102. Fields Classic Rock. It's 810. And Blue Oyster Cult with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 43. It's 26 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, Professor Doug Rossman uh, from the uh, School of the Art Institute uh, of Chicago ta- is going to hear is on the phone with us right now to talk about uh, AI-generated art. Good morning, Doug. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. So there's a lot of uh, yeah, there's a lot of hesitation with some people when it comes to ai understanding it what it means and uh, and what it does in, in terms of art and and creativity tell us a little bit about you know what is happening with with ai as it as it relates to uh, the world of art sure yeah so just a little background about me i've been working as an artist with technology for a long time now and i've been experimenting with ai since like 2018 um and we're in this uh, sort of sea shift right now where it's become a lot easier to work with where before it took kind of a lot of tinkering and setup. Now all you have to do is go to a website and type in uh, a couple of words and you get an image on the other side. And it's usually a pretty high quality image. So uh, there's this sort of floodgate of possibility where everybody can use these tools to make all these images. So we're, we're all sort of reckoning with that right now. And mm-hmm. Well, I'm I'm not asking you to specifically comment uh, on the uh, on the issue, but the, the you know last a couple of weeks ago we had the, the the Taylor Swift thing going around Twitter. Where is that just something? You, is this these websites that you can just go and type these names into? Uh, show me this person naked or whatever, and it'll generate that. With uh with something like the Taylor Swift thing, you have to maybe dig a little harder to find the the tools that are uncensored to do that. Um, A lot of the ones that are really widely available, there's still some safeguards and things out there that keep you from just doing that in five seconds, but it's not that hard if you're, you know, if you really want to figure it out. Who is controlling the AI? That's what I, I mean, there's obviously a company out there there or somebody that puts this out there. Is it a a vast amount of companies or is it just, one central 
place doing this. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of, you know, all these different companies are, they're competing now to make their better versions of these AI image generators. So some of them like um, OpenAI, who makes ChatGPT, they have their Dolly uh, thing, or they have mid there's a mid journey company and they all, uh, these are, you know, once they put these out into the world, uh, the AI models kind of live on their own as these things that people can interact with and generate images. Um, but there's this other one called like stable diffusion, which is different than the other ones because this one is, is open source, meaning people can download it and use it on their own computers without any oversight from the other companies that have a lot of control over how you use them. So some of these AI models are sort of out there floating around on the internet for anybody to download and use in these, uh, more nefarious ways. Right. This is uh, Doug Rossman, assistant uh, professor at the uh, School of Art Institute in Chicago. You you mentioned the word tools, and uh, you know I think mm-hmm. you know for many people of any level of creativity, whether it's music or art or literature or whatever it may be, we all use certain, certain tools to get a, a job done creatively. And uh, yeah, I guess you know for me, I see this as a tool. I know there are many people that wonder, well, if it's computer generated, can it really be called art? I mean, maybe it's a matter of splitting hairs about what's, you know, what's art and and what isn't. But as long as it's being used as a tool and someone is guiding, you know, this tool to create art, then I guess in my opinion, it would be art. I mean, do you see it the same way or is there another argument uh, for or against it? Yeah, no, I. I got to say, I I agree there that at the end of the day, these things are tools and we've been dealing with computer generated art or music for um, sort of as long as computers have been making graphics. And um, I think what feels different about this particular technological advancement compared to, I don't know, something like photography is that with this, it's, it feels like a lot more of the actual creation happens on the side of the AI. Like you, you type in some words and you get this image out on the other side. Um, that being said, though, there are a lot of artists who still find really kind of interesting ways to use these things to augment what they were already doing. So, yeah, I do see it as a tool. Like I don't see when you when you get an image out uh, on the other side of an AI, that isn't art necessarily. It's an image, but it's not art. It takes an artist to take that image and add context to make it into art. Have you had any experience uh, at the school uh, of anybody trying to pass along uh, work that was clearly not theirs, but done by, by, by a computer? So I'm, I'm sort of in this unique position where I teach in the art and technology and sound practices department where we sort of embrace experimenting with these things. So we use these tools in my classes in a really intentional way. So I haven't had anybody try to uh, pass anything off in my classes as fake, but um, I know some of my colleagues have have dealt with that. Obviously, whenever you're introducing new technology, you know, there needs to be some understanding of how this is eventually going to work. Um, And one of the things that AI does is it does kind of reset the the understanding of of copywritten material and and you know sources uh just a couple of weeks ago it was like a class action lawsuit against uh, a couple of artists who were uh, you know suing uh like th- a, a number of uh, AI art generators stability AI mid journey deviant art 
and they're all saying that uh, that these companies were using copywritten images to train their algorithms to generate AI art or or, or whatever it wound up being. On, on that level, when it comes to like protecting your artwork, whether or not you're using AI to create it or not, I got to believe that's a, a a pretty big conversation going on in the art world right now. How are we protected from the copywritten material? to be generated in this way, and, and, and how do you protect yourself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just another example of these these tools get put out into the world before we really know how to deal with them, and a lot of damage is already done. Um, so, you know, with something like stability and, and stable diffusion, a lot of these AI models are already out there in the world, and people can use them. And, you know, even if you took measures to protect yourself now, uh, like there are certain technologies that I've, seen people develop where you can, uh, you know, pass, like, let's say you're an artist and you're making a sort of classic digital image, you can pass it through a certain tool that will sort of add some kind of like salt or something to your image that's imperceptible to us. If you look at your picture, we can't see any changes. But if an AI model were to look at that image in its training data, it would actually like corrupt part of the training. So it would have this sort of like cool sabotaging effect. So there's this, yeah, there's a protection, a protective technology that's sort of like a, a ward against it. But, you know, that's not something that's built into uh, all of these platforms yet. Right. It's something that people still have to seek out. Um, so at this point, it's, you know, yeah, you can sue OpenAI or, or Stability to maybe slow them down uh, when they train future models. Um, but for now, the models that are out there are already... Yeah. But, it, but it sounds like one of those yeah. situations where you can't really have it both ways. You can't have something, you know, generate stuff from right. already already sourced material and then protect the copyright of those original sources at the same time. Do you, I, mean, do you, I mean, as an artist yourself, what, I mean, what kind of safeguards would you want there to be to protect your work? Mm-hmm. Um, again, you know, just with the specific type of art I make, I, my, I don't have, uh, like, <laughs> my particular images that I happen to produce, I'm sort of, in ways I've benefited from these types of tools, so I feel like it wouldn't make sense for me personally to, to protect my work in that way, but at the same time, I, you know, <laughs> I guess, I mean, any time that your work is taken without consent, um, you know, that's sort of what is more alarming to me. Like, whatever happens after the fact, if you're generating images that look like mine, I mean, I, I wouldn't sort of like that, but I just the fact that my images may be taken um, without my consent to begin with doesn't feel good. Um, so, I, 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 I just feel at this point, like, uh, we're going to raise a whole generation of kids who are putting stuff up on the refrigerator going, oh, my goodness, do you see what my kid made? And you're like, no, he didn't make that. That's an AI-generated piece of crap. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. Having conversations with our with our kids about uh, you know these are fun things to play with but you know uh, go back <laughs> give me some crayon drawings <laughs> yeah right 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 Doug Rossman is an associate professor at the uh, the School of Art Institute in Chicago Doug we appreciate the time today thank you so much yeah thank you for having me my pleasure you bet it's eight twenty on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two Springfield's classic rock it's eight twenty eight. And Van Halen with Bax and Nagel and Rock 102. Dan Brown will give you the forecast because he's really good at it.
You got to anything there? Because I got something here. No, go know. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, what's up with these po- political people coming up with crazy laws? Uh, a Florida lawmaker seeking to loosen regulations on the killing of wildlife has claimed that black bears high on crack are breaking into people's homes and tearing them apart. <laughs> The allegation from Republican State Congressman Jason Schoff, whose biography reveals a passion for hunting, is bizarre even by the already unorthodox standards of Florida, Mm -hmm. which in recent times has boasted cocaine sharks and marauding herpes-ridden monkeys. Oh, that's the ones I believe that one. Yeah, I believe that, that one. We're talking about the ones that are on crack, and they break your door down, and they're standing in your living room growling and tearing your house apart. <laughs> Growing Sh- through your records and not putting them back in order when it, they're done. Yeah, show of total a meeting of the uh, Florida legislature's uh, House Infrastructure Strategies Committee discussing his House Bill 87, which would remove most penalties for killing bears without authorization. When you run into one of these crack bears, you should be able to shoot it, period. And you shouldn't have to pause or be afraid you're going to get arrested, harassed, or pay fines. That's just crazy. Well, a couple of things, Steve, on this. Um, I don't know how many crack bears there are, but I think the uh, the correct protocol would be seek treatment first before shooting them right there in the bear face. Yeah, there's there's plenty of uh, rehabs to go to for yeah, these crack bears. Impatient bear uh, facilities that uh, can do wonders. Yeah, the uh, Guardian was a- unable to find a documented incident of any Florida's population of 4,050 black bears having ingested crack, and Shof did not return a request for clarification. And then you realized- get, yeah, and then you got to send like uh, you know, uh, baby bear, mama bear, and Goldilocks into like an Al-Anon or something like that. Ooh, well, this crack makes me too anxious, and this crack makes me really paranoid. But, but this, this crack, crack is, is just right. right. <laughs> a uh, parallel bill in Florida's uh, Republican-dominated Senate is also making progress, increasing the chances that permit requirements for killing bears under certain conditions may soon be dropped. So basically, it's just more about hunting, but you're using... And and listen, you know, I'm not against hunting at all, but there are different ways to go about this in order to increase your, you know, if you want your, your hunting kills for the season. Right. To make up a story that these bears are on crack and then publicly presenting this to your colleagues. Yeah. It makes it sound like you might be on crack. Well, I think you would have to be if you believe that the cocaine bear was actually real. Yeah. Uh, Arguing that his taking of bears bill is not about bears, said protection against animal cruelty and baiting would remain. He accused critics of fear-mongering and insisted his target was nuisance bears, increasingly encroaching on residential neighborhoods in search of food, posing an elevated risk to uh, humans and pets. Oh, the fear-mongering? Like, the crack-riddled <laughs> the crack bear? bears? I saw that crack-riddled bear giving an H.J. to a grizzly down the street. <laughs> the things they'll go, they'll do for a, for a hit. It's so sad. So sad to see bears in that kind of state. And now you got a herpes-ridden monkey on your back. What is this world coming to? Yeah, the, you know, the monkey telling all its monkey friends it's only a cold sore. Yeah, 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 yeah. sure it is. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 babe. Uh, believe me, I got checked. I'm all set. I'm good. I'm clear. It's 832. News is next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert for... 835. 
With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Brought to you by Gary Rome Hyundai. Technicians get to a $5,000 sign-in bonus right now. Learn more at GaryRomeHyundai.com slash family. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Following a referral from the Hamden DA's office, the Mass Attorney General's office said Monday they're reviewing materials associated with voter fraud allegations against the former Springfield mayoral candidate Justin Hurst. In November, Hearst was accused of voter fraud just five days away from election night. The allegations were made by Springfield Election Department officials and detailed what they reportedly witnessed during early voting at City Hall. They described voters being brought to the polls and expecting money after casting their votes for Hearst. Western Mass News reached out to Hearst on Monday for comment. He said that he has not heard anything so far from the Attorney General's office and had no comment on the review. Hearst has previously denied all claims of the voter fraud. So... We'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Uh, A Springfield juvenile is in custody after police found a loaded machine gun on him during a traffic stop. I don't believe you're supposed to have those. How old is is this kid? 17 years old. On Friday, Springfield police police were informed that a 17-year-old currently under GPS monitoring was in possession of an illegal gun. Officers tracked down his car and pulled him over near Montpelier and Niagara Streets just before 7 p.m. During a search of the car, officers found the gun and the juvenile was taken into custody. The driver and the other passengers were released. Due to his age, the juvenile's name and specific charges will not be released. Although when he's uh, prosecuted as an adult, I'm sure you might learn a thing or two about him. So it's basically a, a handgun with this like auto feeder thing on it. That makes it a machine gun. It's like one of these things. It's like a clip that you stick in there, and you, it's got the repeater. Yeah. On it. Yeah, well, he's got that, but he's also got that ankle uh, monitor on him that uh, would suggest he's probably not should be uh, playing with those things. Maybe uh, maybe wearing one of those things makes you not think straight. Maybe it's one of those things where they... You know, uh, I... I, I uh, I am not ashamed to say I know a people a few people who have uh, enjoyed those kinds of accessories for a, a period of time, and in most cases they take it pretty seriously. Like they don't want to get in trouble simply because they're accessorizing. Ooh, look at this ankle bracelet! Did that fall down there again? <laughs> That's my favorite naked gun. Yeah, it's a great one. Uh, no, I just had it stuffed. Yeah, a, mach- a machine gun. That's a, that's a pretty big piece of equipment you got there. Yeah, and with the ankle uh, monitoring bracelet on your uh, on your foot, yeah, that's a screaming. I want to get caught. Well, they do these uh, like home shopping fashion networks. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, accessorize yourself. You, you already got the GPS bracelet uh, you brought you bought last week. Now this bracelet is black, which I find to be very slimming. Yes, actually. What color are the other are uh, other bracelets? Do you, can you get them in different? Yeah, it's like when you, you know, when you're, you know. Remember when the kids started getting cast, and then all of a sudden, I think it was like when it, when I was uh, probably twelve or thirteen, I noticed these kids coming back from the doctor's office, and they had neon colored casts. Like yeah. that was the big thing. Remember, it was the old, just the plain old white cast that you'd have your friends sign. Then all of a sudden, it became this like neon green thing. Yeah, it was very cool. Different <laughs> colors that came out would glow in black light. Yeah. So, do you get to choose which uh, which ankle monitor matches your decor of the rest of your body? I actually don't believe that law enforcement uh, offers a choice. Yeah. I think it's 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 black or or nothing. Ooh. But on the other hand, if I had one, I wouldn't mind uh, you know bedazzling it a little bit with like a. With some uh, like a diamond stutter, or yeah. uh, you know, maybe some uh, 
some some flare badges, perhaps. Ooh, he went to Jared. <laughs> Look at that! Look at that tongue-stinging, crusted yeah. GPS device you got on your ankle there. Ooh, I mean, really, with a hot glue gun, you can make that thing really cool. Didn't you ever see that? There was a, a few years ago. There was like a thing for the city of Chicago, like promoting promoting all the great things you can do in the city of Chicago. And they had these two people in a, in one of them paddle boats out in the middle of a pond. Yeah. But you could clearly see the GPS ankle bracelet of the guy wearing it. It's like those guys that drink too much and they have to blow into the... Yeah, right. The... Uh, the the interlock system. Yeah. yeah that was... A, that, we talked about that, I think. That was a great campaign by the anti-drunk driving people. Where they had like different, it was a commercial, it was a PSA, and it was these different people that were getting into situations that everybody gets into, but the guy would have to, the person driving would then have to blow into the uh, court ordered thing that they put into your car. And, you know, the guy gets in, he, he, the kids are like, come on, dad, let's go for ice cream. Okay, kids, hang on. Or Dad, guy, we're being chased or, by a guy in a gun. Or the, Hold on, get or, in the car. Or the, <laughs> yeah, or, or the guy's going on a date, and he's like, whoa, which one should you drive? I'll drive. I'll, I'll be uh, – chivalry isn't dead. I'll, I'll go driving, and he gets in the passenger, driver's seat. And he, <laughs> yeah, right. Wouldn't that be the number one red flag that you would not go on the date? If you got into a car with somebody and no. they picked up one of those breathalyzer things – this might not be the most safest situation you could put yourself into. Perchance, you're right. I mean, yeah. it may be a red flag, but listen, some people get involved in all kinds of crazy crap in their lives, yeah. and it doesn't mean they're bad people. No. They just yeah. had a bad night, and or you, two, or and five. You, and you know what? The guy you should take is the one that gives you the breathalyzer to take because he's too drunk to do it. Yeah, and he's caring. He's looking out yeah, for you. He's trusting you. That's that's some that's some definitely alcoholistic truck trust right there. Well, yeah, giving so, this somebody the breathalyzer to breathe into. I don't know if you've been uh, following the story about Patrick Mahomes' dad. Yeah. So yeah. his so his dad was uh, was busted on Saturday. Yeah. For driving well below the speed limit with an open 16-ounce can of Coors in his car. Yeah, yeah. All right, so now he's- We've fit- all been there. Of course we have. Listen, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've been on the Mass Pike only going 28 miles an hour. Right. Happens all the time. But, uh, so he fails uh, the, the breathalyzer. This is the third time. So now it's a Class 3 felony in Texas, which could be punishable up to 10 years in prison. He's been allowed, and I don't understand he's this- He's not going to prison. I, he's been allowed to leave the state of Texas and go to the Super Bowl in Las Vegas, but he's been told that he is not allowed to drink alcohol while he is in Why the luxury suite. Going? Exactly yeah. my point. He's in the luxury suite where there's nothing but complimentary drinks for everybody there, yeah. and he can't drink. And uh. and he'll be set up with the interlock device too. You know, it, wouldn't it be funny if he's like goes to the party and he's like trying to pretend like nobody knows what just happened? Oh yeah. Oh no! You know what? Uh, my uh, my uh, what do they call that? Uh, my heartburn is, is acting up. I I can't have any yeah, of this free drink. Listen, uh, listen, uh, I can't have all that fireball anymore. I'm uh, I'm experiencing a little burn. It gives me the winds. Yeah, I, I you know I, I'm just uh, I, I want to be sober when my son wins the Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean I'm, there's no reason for me to celebrate early at a tailgate party. In the parking lot so, with wait, all these people. Why was it a felony? Because he because, it's his third DUI in oh, Texas. Oh, 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 oh! He should go to a different state. 
<laughs> what that says to me is get the hell out of Texas. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, why are you hanging around Texas? Does he live in Texas? They, Yeah, yeah Tyler, Texas. Yeah, yeah, see, that's the time. Listen, your kid is very successful. I'm sure he could afford to buy you a house somewhere else. Maybe even near Kansas City. I know. Time. But, you know, listen, it is, uh, it's the kid's fourth Super Bowl in five years. It's an exciting time, and yeah. uh, you want to celebrate. I, I, I still don't understand people who have that kind of money don't get an Uber or get, you know what I mean? Like, you can afford to get somebody to drive you somewhere, whether it well, be a cab or not. We don't know what kind of money... Patrick Mahomes Sr. still has. I mean, you know, he was a major league pitcher at one point. Right. You know, maybe he had money at one point in his life. We don't know if he's, uh, you know, got the funds to go Uber every time he gets loaded. Well, but got, but we were got, talking about this yesterday. It's like, you know, how many times have you seen somebody insist that they're sober enough to drive? Yeah. Like, oh, I've only had... Two drinks. Well, it's the ten feet tall and bulletproof uh, arrogance that you get when you start right. drinking. Like you can do anything when you're drunk. Yeah, and you say, "Oh, I'm perfectly, perfectly fine. I'm perfectly sour." Yeah, and then you realize, "Nope, I'm actually right over the limit." You know how many people are driving around drunk like every day, like during the day? A lot. You see people like in parking lots, like shoving nips down their throat and all oh, that yeah. stuff. That's a that's a real problem. But the cost. The, the financial and personal cost of getting busted with a DUI yeah. is profound. It's you know financially cumbersome, and it affects so many other aspects of your life if your your license has been uh, you know revoked. And these people who like you know even smoke pot while they're driving, like that's the like I I don't know like I can't function like I have to be at home or I have to be in a place yeah. that I'm going to be for a long time in order to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I, the whole driving around all like stone and then like the what would increase the anxiety of if you start getting paranoid. Let's say you have a bad joint or something. Now you're worried about everybody's a cop on the road. I'm I'm always kind of surprised how often you'll be driving around and you'll smell it from another car. Oh, it's uh, like hard. Summertime's the worst with the uh, with the uh, at intersections. Oh yeah, yeah. But even but even now I can I can smell it. Oh yeah, from another car. It and it's yeah. coming back into your uh, your vents. Well, because they cracked the window. I was dry. I remember it, like last year I was driving and I'm like, wow, that's pretty strong. And it was coming from this. You could clearly see when you pulled up to the intersection, it was coming from this car. I've been yeah. following this car through many intersections, and it's like this big cloud, it's like Cheech and Chong's van turned into a Subaru. <laughs> You're getting a contact yeah. high yeah. just by just by minding your own business. Hey man, hey, who wants some of these? <laughs> Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be a mix of sun and clouds with a high of 42. Tomorrow, high of 43. It's 24 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Snow, ice, bitter. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 854 and ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a mix of sun and clouds today with a high of 40. It's 25 right now in downtown Springfield. It's a uh, shop Tuesday this morning at 9 o'clock. You can go to rock102.com and save 30% off to see uh, hypnotherapist Ruth Ann Lundberg uh, at 9 o'clock at the shop 30 store rock102.com. Don't miss out. Hypnotherapy works. So if you're looking to quit smoking or lose a little bit of weight, I want to wait till 9 o'clock to go to rock102.com in the Shop 30 store. All righty. All right. Uh, we got some, uh, we got uh, our regular guests that 
we have on every year, Dr. Sadie Allison. She's going to be on the show tomorrow. Yeah, she's a America's pleasure coach. Uh, and she sends us these sex toys every year, these uh, pleasure toys, if you will. Oh, yeah. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about more of these in length with her. But uh, remember that one we had last year with the butterfly? You got you got something over there in your hands that's uh, pretty much similar, but it's called the flutter. Yeah, and it just looks like the antenna of the butterfly rather than hmm. last year's version, which was the butterfly. This thing's got some uh, weight to it. Like it's a uh, it's a like you know like thirty eight pounds. That's a that's a that's a that's a big piece of business right I there. I can't wait to uh, turn it on and see how powerful it is. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll do that when we uh, talk to her. That'll be uh, tomorrow here on uh, on Rock 102. Mm-hmm. And uh, I also have, uh, get this one. It's for men. Looks like a little lipstick case. Yeah. Well, bigger than a lipstick case. And uh, it's called the ghost Is that what it's called? Yeah, this oh, yeah, one's the called ghost. the Ghost. You know what it reminds me of? Those, uh, I forgot what candy it is. It's like a, it, I don't a know, push it, pop. It's a push pop. It's a little bit like a push pop, but the thing has like a, one of these flip top things, and they have like the little hard candies inside. Kind of oh, like yeah, Skittles. I know yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah it, yeah, it it seems like this, but it's the kind of thing that you can uh, take anywhere, I guess. And uh, it's got this uh, silicone thing inside that hmm. you uh, use as a raincoat. Well, Mr. I, I, Mr. Peanuts raincoat. I, I don't know what you're really talking about. Now, but, that's uh, an extraordinary, yeah. <laughs> Ordinary legume, ordinary legume, <laughs> extraordinary peanut. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll be talking to Dr. Sadie tomorrow about this also. Uh, yeah. So make sure you uh, listen for that because it, uh, you know, it'll be informative. And you know, with ha- with Valentine's Day coming up, yeah, yeah, you want to be able to say I love you to the person you care about, or with sex toys, or I love yourself. You love yourself with the uh, the personal items that they give you, like the ghost. Yeah, that's the. Uh, yeah. That's good around this time of year for those who are encumbered and those who are set free. Just remember, Valentine's only comes once a year. So do the people yeah, using the toys from Sadie Allison. Right for that second yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. It's 857 of Rock 102. Listen for Snow Country Ski Road.